Well, welcome to Experience the Truth. My name is Alex, and I am here uh, with Pastor James. Uh, it is episode 18, and we are talking about how do you hear from God? Now, there's a story that actually led to me coming to Christ, and it was on a Thursday night when I was in 10th grade, and the pastor, I guess, changed his whole entire message um, as he was preparing for this, this night at camp. Uh, he said that as he was talking to God, he, he spends this time with God before prepping for the message, he felt like there was a brick wall that was put up. And he's, and I remember him telling us, he's like, I was talking to God and I'm like, what is going on? God, where are you at? I'm about to get up there in front of all these kids. I feel like there's some type of like, you know, disconnect that's going on right now. Like, God, would you be with me? Like, where are you at? And, and he said, he felt like God was telling him that there's someone in this room that feels that I don't care about them or they're not important enough for me to talk to them. And I, a lot of times I would fall asleep during the messages at camp. I was only there because of basketball. And of course. Yeah, <laughs> there was a basketball court there. And that was the first time, I think, in my, my life where growing up in church, I heard all these messages, but I sat there and I'm like, is he talking? It was weird. It was like, is he talking about me? And I can't remember the rest of the message, but I do remember uh, at the end where he said that we could, ha we could have a communication like with God, he was going to talk to us and tell us the plans for our life. And I've shared this before, so I won't get too into it. Uh, but basically I sat in a circle. I got cynical because God wasn't speaking to me. Uh, we were supposed to be sitting there praying, hearing from God. I didn't hear anything. And then a thought came to the back of my head. Uh, and it was saying that, like, I, like I thought I was saying that I need to go into full-time ministry, that this is something I conjured up uh, to ease my conscience that, you know, God's actually real. And, but I brushed it off and I remember writing down, I still have it on a piece of paper. I'll, I'll go on a missions trip. That's maybe what he's talking about. Cause full-time ministry, I don't want to give my life to that. Right. Not me. And then like, like two minutes later, that had to be your brain thinking because yeah. your brain wanted to do ministry. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what you think. Cause it's so weird because it was so familiar and I've had those type of thoughts before then I'm like, no, this, it feels like a thought that, you know, a random thought came in my mind. And then two minutes later, I had hands on the back of my, my shoulders and verbatim, like I'm paraphrasing now, cause I don't know exactly what I said, but I remember exactly what my thoughts were, my not verbal thoughts. Uh, the pastor repeated the youth pastor, my youth pastor repeated and said, what you're thinking right now is not from you. God's telling you you're going into full-time ministry. And at that moment, I felt the presence of God like I never had before. And I walked out forever changed. Didn't have the theology yet, but I heard the voice of God and it changed everything. And isn't me. it amazing, like even in that, you didn't want to be in ministry. So it kind of, the, what you were, you, you were, what the enemy was convincing, it's like the bird, you know, in that parable, he says the seed was thrown on the rock and the bird came and yep. ate the seed, took the seed. What's interesting about that is when the Lord speaks to, to us uh, and we think, oh no, that was just coming out of my mind. Um, and, and yet it contradicts 
what your will would be. So why would your mind make up something that it never wanted to do in the first place? And I think what most people have to understand is that God created your mind. He created your soul. He created your physical body. And when God speaks to us, he speaks through our mind. Mm -hmm. It's how we come. You know, I think most people want to, when they say hearing from God, they believe it only comes through hearing audibly through their ears when in reality it, it really comes through the ears or of the mind yeah. um, and thoughts. And oftentimes those thoughts contradict what our actual will is. And the enemy does not want us to hear it and really kind of fights it. So you're saying that you, uh, people can have the same type of relationship and communication with God as you do. Absolutely. And and you experienced that in that moment. You know, the Bible says that in, in the Garden of Eden, God came in the cool of the day and he walked with Adam and Eve. It's not just that we can have a relationship with God. Hmm. God desires to talk to us. It is wow. God created us to have relationship with him. God wow. created you with ears to hear and eyes to see. Even though Jesus became man and walked with man, I don't think it was a drudgery for Jesus to walk with the disciples. And I don't think it was a drudgery for him to be wow. on earth. I think hmm. Jesus came and enjoyed the time he had hmm. with disciples. We always see him in a teaching setting and in, and in the Bible, we we re, we tend to perceive Jesus in a way because the Bible kind of sets him up um, from if you look at it from a macro view, it sets him up like a teacher and a rabbi, which he absolutely was. But there were all kinds of intimate moments that he had relationally with people where he's just talking about their life, talking about fun things that he created on earth for us to have fun with. I think if Jesus were walking with us and maybe in some of those conversations, he watched some games that they were playing in that Mm. day and age and probably chuckled and laughed Mm. or even cheered for yeah. for some now that I, the cheering part would be interesting because who would not want to be have Jesus cheering yeah, for you? For know? You love me, Jesus. Why aren't you cheering mm-hmm. for me? You know, but there is no question that God desires to talk to every single mm-hmm. person who has ears to hear. So again, with the title, where the question is, how do I hear from God? A lot of people, you know, it's 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 almost I think a forgotten. Uh, thing like we there's a lot of messages I see a lot of discipleship where people think it's just from the platform but they don't have a quiet time with God themselves and so you find it you kind of find it a lot of times uh, where I find myself asking someone to pray like guys in my group like hey can you pray for us and they don't really they're like intimidated or they don't they think they don't know how to pray and you can tell that they don't have a quiet time or they think they can't have one or they can't hear from God and so the question is um, how do they foster what I create, what I call is like, and what it's oftentimes said is quiet time. How do they have a quiet time uh, with God? And what is that quiet time? Like what, what's, well, what's, the so, so we may be a little further down the road than we're ready for necessarily. The quiet time is an important thing. And I think, I think it's something we definitely need to talk about. But before we get there, we have to understand the importance of why Hmm. you need because you won't have a quiet time if you don't believe you need to. True. 
Yeah. The, the first step in a quiet time, and you can explain a quiet time and tell people what they need to do to have a quiet time, but if you don't believe you need it hmm. or it's important for you, you never go down that road. Yeah. See, hearing God, the Bible says faith comes through hearing and hearing the voice of God. And it's so important that we understand that we cannot grow in our faith in God without hearing his word. Hmm. This is an interesting thing, Alex, that I think if, you know, it's going to be a bold statement. It's going to make you probably sit down and have to think about it. But I don't know that God would have given us the Bible if he thought we would use it to replace listening to his voice. Hmm. God didn't give us the Bible to keep us from hearing what he's telling us, the spoken word of God. God wants to speak to you and I. And what he speaks to us, when God speaks, his word is a creative power in us. So when when we, we go and pray, we often go and pray and we just end up not talking. We don't know what to say. We're, so we think it's pointless and a waste of time. Mm-hmm. When in reality, what we need is a time. And when we go into it, recognizing the importance of hearing God's word, because when God speaks a word into our life, it creates it in our life. So uh, he creates vision. He creates peace. He creates joy when we go into hearing the voice of God. Now, I think the biggest mistake we make is uh, we say, well, how do you hear God? How, How can I get to a place of hearing God? Well, like anything, uh, God speaks in a frequency. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this room right now, wherever you're at, uh, there are frequencies in that room. You can't hear them necessarily unless you have a receiver and or a radio, which we would call radio. And the radio has the ability to capture the frequencies in the room at different uh, degrees or channels. And in it, when you turn the channel of the radio, it catches that frequency and it's able to draw into that frequency. And, and it, but it's in the room, like God's voice is in the room. You say, where is God? God's right here. He's right now in this room. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be there among you. I'm right there in the room. I will come and talk to you. Like right now he's here and he's with you right now. And you say, well, how do I tap into that frequency? You have to understand Uh, Be still and know that I am God. His frequency is a frequency of Sabbath. It's Mm -hmm. of rest. So um, you can have a quiet time and we call it a quiet time and people think, well, I'm just going to go getting quiet. (laughs) No, you need to come to a place where you're able to come with a mind of rest and your mind is able to focus Mm -hmm. on Christ where it's not running all over the place. And you also need to recognize that God in that moment is going to have a conversation with you. You're not doing all the talking. He's going to communicate with you and he's going to talk to you about all kinds of things. Yeah. A quiet time. Uh, as an expression of this truth, it's a regular appointment that we keep with God that allows us to block out uh, the noise or other distractions and focus on our connection uh, with God. So when we say quiet, I'm not saying go lock yourself in a room and and just not talk like you're having a, like a moment of silence or something. I'm, I'm saying um, as far as quiet when it comes to distractions, there's a lot of things in our life. And for me, it's hard for me sometimes uh, to pray 
when I, when I have a busy day coming up, like it's hard to set aside time in the morning, uh, without thinking about what I have to do. So I literally got to take off my Apple watch. I got to put away my phone because if, if I get a buzz, I'm looking at it or I'm curious, or that's what's going through my mind, or it's shifting my focus instead of focusing on, uh, God in that time where you, 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 you release yourself from all the distractions and your routines and your busyness that you have for the day. And you set aside, uh, time to hear the voice of God. And that comes by, uh, first meditation, uh, I think on, on the scripture, uh, first to start that off for me and my personal, like quiet time, what I do, and this is not the same for everybody, uh, but for me to get my mind in the right place, I'll read the word and I've been going through John. So like I, I'll be opening up John 12 or, or John nine, John nine is about the, the blind man that Jesus heals. And I'm going through there and then I'm making observations and I'm taking notes and I begin to write. And then after I'm taking observations and notes, then I'll begin, begin to write out a prayer to God. And I have it in my journal where I'm like, Father, uh, would you give me eyes to see? God, would you give me uh, wisdom? God, would you um, show me your will? Because I, I long to please you and no one else. God, would you? And so I begin to like write. I'm just like talking to God. But for me personally, I get very distracted. I'm like squirrel. I'm thinking about what I'm eating later. And so for me in my quiet time, that's typically how it goes. I start off reading the word. It leads into making observations about what I read. Uh, and then it's prayer. And then I have a time to reflect and I'm in that headspace where then I, I pray and I intercede for people or things in my family or, or, or wisdom. And that's what my quiet time, it consists. Yeah. Of. And what I think, and I think you have to be careful not to turn it into a formula or a routine. You, I mean, routines are good and it's good to have a place and a time uh, where you get together with the Lord. You know, I think society in general is affecting prayer time and that quiet time or or the time alone with the Lord where you get away and do that. Um, we were um, talking with a bunch of teenagers and there was a college age student that was a leader for the in the youth group. And he said he was out with the youth. And in the middle of the conversation, he was talking to him. The youth picked up the phone because he had a buzz and started looking and surfing the web while he was talking to him <laughs> right in the middle of their conversation. That is all. And you, you can think of, wow, that's completely disrespectful. And, yeah. But that's what we do to the creator of the universe all the yeah. time. I, I think, too, a lot of times we doubt that the creator of the universe is actually with us. Yeah. We really wonder if there's a lot of things that play a part when we pray and, and prayer, there's so much that can be said about prayer, but prayer, uh, a lot of times we pray with the mindset that God's just going to do what he wants. And we don't really believe our prayers are going to change anything, but we do it because we want to be obedient or just because we're told to. But when we do it, we do it with no attention. We do it with no, um, faith or even it, we, we almost just do it to get through the class. Mm -hmm. You know how it is. I yeah. didn't learn anything. I just had to pass the test. Mm -hmm. And, and I think sometimes we fail to fully comprehend what prayer is. I mean, prayer is really a conversation with God and, uh, it says in John, and, th and this is an incredible statement. The Bible says that the sheep know my voice and they follow me because they know my voice. They don't follow the thief. And, and it says that, that 
if they know my voice, they follow me. And if you read that in John, what it really is referring to is you can't be a Christian and not know the voice of God. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to be a follower of Christ, which is what Christian means, follower of Christ. That scripture is very clear. And it says, my sheep follow me because they know my voice. I think the most elementary uh, teaching we should teach our children more than anything else in the world. We should teach our children. How do you know the voice of God? Mm-hmm. Samuel heard the voice of God and it took a couple of times. And Eli says, Oh, that's God's voice. When you hear that voice, you know, it's God. He taught Samuel at a very young age, what the voice of God is. And there are a lot of adults today that grew up in the church who had parents that never really taught their children how to Uh, discern the voice of God. Hmm. And so for most of them, what they've heard or just kind of assimilated through sermons is that the only time God speaks to them is when he's telling them what to do or what they messed up in. Yeah. And, and which is completely an error because God is not the condemner of saints. He says, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. When we fall short or, uh, uh, make mistakes, it's the enemy. That's the condemner of men. And he comes and talks to us. And I think a lot of us think it's God uh, when it's really the enemy who's attacking us. So we, we really need to know the voice of God so that we're able to discern between when the Lord is speaking to us and when the enemy is speaking to us. I think a lot of times, uh, well, I know, because <laughs> I, I find myself doing it. We think that if we feel bad about something, it's always God. Like if I'm yeah. guilty or I feel like I have this self-deprecation where you know I, I have these thoughts that come to my mind, I think God in that manner where he's just like a disappointment plenarian where he's just like, you know, like Alex, like, what are you doing? Or like we see him as like a, an intimidating father that comes home from work and is just mad yeah. at the world. And we're afraid to mess up because he's a very strict and harsh master. And so when we have these thoughts, we don't even understand that we're succumbing to voices that aren't even God, that he's not even the one speaking that over, right. over us. Cause when you come in contact Uh, with the voice of God, it brings life. Like when I heard the voice of God, when that was the, when the the veil got taken off my eyes and I heard the voice of God, it produced so much joy within me that just at those words where I heard God speak, I was out telling everybody about it and the goodness and how much he loves them. And like, wow, God, you love me that much to talk like there. it, It produces life. But a lot of times we subscribe to, uh, a voice that isn't even his, and it leads to shame and guilt. And, guilt. and then we're we're yeah. miserable going to church because God's going to call up my sin, or I'm going to get exposed, or God's going to hurt me. And it's it's funny how we 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 view God, and it's because we we think the enemy's voice is his. We we put the wrong name on the paper. And and a lot of the times is t- time. But for many years, in fact, Christians, the reason Christians do that is because they approach God with a performance-based mentality, mm-hmm. performance-based ears. So when God speaks, it's all about their performance. You have to understand, and this is extremely important to comprehend, God is our father. 
Jesus is our bridegroom. We are sons and we are daughters. We are brides of Christ, sons and daughters of God. He talks to us as a father talks to his son and he is perfect as a father. Would our own imperfect father, and in some cases, yes, that's true. There are imperfect fathers out there. My father was pretty functional and a great father, loving, caring. My father wouldn't talk to me in that way. That's yeah. So when we hear, when I hear my father, my father, I never listen to my father as him coming and attacking or demanding of me things. He came and talked to me as his son. You know, there's that song, um, that that's called cats in a cradle. And, uh, toward the end of the song, the father was gone, worked didn't have any time for the son. And then when the son grew older, he became just like the father. Uh, and the father wanted to have a relationship with the son, but he was too busy. Hmm. That what, what I think we, we often miss one, we make God's God is an enormous God, mm-hmm. but we don't make him personal. Yeah. And because we don't have a personal connection, like we don't connect with them, like we don't interact with them as a personal because we see them so large, mm-hmm. um, th- that we we interact with him at a level that isn't. It's almost like he's, um, it's almost like he's the queen of England or the king of England, rather than than our dad. Yeah. And when we talk to God, I think even in prayer. It's it's I'm I'm actually reminded of the uh, one of my favorite scenes in all of the movies is Meet the Parents <laughs> when uh, he is sitting the the boyfriend who is trying to impress his girlfriend's dad is sitting at the dinner table and they ask him to pray and he quotes some song right you know <laughs> it it what's and it's such a funny scene just in and of itself the whole thing but. It, that's where so many people are at. They're, they they want to say, I have a relationship with Christ, but they don't talk to him at all. They have no ability to hear from him or to communicate back to him. And, and I think we make it even tougher because we say, close your eyes and fold your hands. And th- nowhere in the Bible does it say when you pray, you should close your eyes and fold your hands. That's something I think a parent said to their kid one day because they were just so uh, hyperactive that to get them to focus on prayer, you better close your eyes so you can't see anything and fold your hands so that rather than just sitting, putting a, either making a seat for God in there and having a conversation with God Mm -hmm. and, and uh, Corey Tim Boone was a perfect example of that. Uh, We, we often think prayer is a formula and it's just a conversation yeah. with the creator of the universe. Yeah, like when I when I tell you about my quiet time, that's a that's a routine that I've developed, not legalism, but for me it helps me. It's not that God speaks to me when I do that. It's that I hear from God when I do that because mm-hmm. he's speaking to me always, but there's a lot of times where I I'm just so busy that I I um I my brain is so clouded that I miss the voice, the still small voice that he's been speaking to me the whole time. And I've been, you know, I'll get thoughts too, where, where God will just go tell me to say something to someone. Like there was one time, like in a gas station where he wanted me to, I filled up my tank. Uh, I was in the middle of nowhere and it was late at night and he wanted, I feel like God was telling me, go in and tell this guy, I haven't forgotten about him. And I'm like, (laughs) 
I went in there, I, I got my, you know, I paid with my card and I walked out and I'm like, ah, oh, it's just me. Same thing with the full-time ministry thing. I'm like, ah, oh, it's just me. Like, I got to go. And I literally drove out, drove down the road. And I'm like, this is really not going to go away. Like, I, like at that time I knew God was speaking to me and I was just trying to push it off. And I turned around and I went and I told the guy, you know, like I waited in line. There's a few people and I, I waited in line until I went up and told him and I said, um, God just wanted me to tell you uh, that he hasn't forgotten about you. Like, take it or leave it. And I just, I, I, apparently he had, um, uh, he had dropped out of seminary because he, he got, he had a wife and then now they're divorced and he's just kind of in like an idol. Like he, he, he's in neutral now and not really going to church at all anymore. And I'm like, Wow. And I think I was waiting for something more to happen, like he was going to give his life to Christ or something. And I was waiting for that rather than I heard the voice of God and I'm just going to be obedient to it or I'm going to put that into action. Like it's so simple. And I think we really oftentimes overcomplicate it because we think it's this or it's some formula for me to then hear from God. Yeah, And, and hearing from God isn't just getting a thought in your brain. Yeah. Sometimes you're sitting there and you're watching something play out in front of you and mm-hmm. God illustrates his word right in front yeah. of you. There are times where a word from God is you say, God, I'm, I am stressed out because some, I'm going through something in my life and there's anxiety there. And all of a sudden you sense peace. Yeah, that's a word from God, that peace you feel in that moment that overwhelms you, that that it says in the Bible um, surpasses understanding. That's a word from God, because when God speaks, he speaks in reality. What comes out of his mouth isn't a description of reality. It is reality. So when God's word comes, it is very real and it can't escape uh, your thoughts. It's something that God makes a very evident to you. You know, one thing I would say for sure is if you think you're missing it, you won't. Mm-hmm. Don't overcomplicate it. God knows, God knows um, that e- even as young believers, he's not going to make it hard to hear his voice. Yeah. He wants you to know his voice. There's a, there's a text I got from one of the guys in my group. He's only 16. Um, he actually ended up giving his life to Christ because his uncle attended my group and tagged along and heard the truth of God and and then gave his life to Christ. So it's been fun to watch his journey, but he texted me this. We were just, I was in the movie theater and I got this text from him. Uh, He said, I just got the joy of God. And he, and this is like what he led off with. He goes, I prayed and he did as he said, I was like, wait, what? And he goes, this, he said, this man is great, bro. It's crazy what he can do. And he said, I prayed for something and it happened. Um, He said, it wasn't big, but it gave me so much joy. I prayed for peace and happiness. And he gave it to me. I'm like, that's just, it's so simple. Um, and something like it was just out of the blue and he could tell he was so excited, like wanting to share that with me that he just got the, the peace and joy of and, God. And as soon as he heard that faith mm-hmm. or that voice, yeah. it increased his faith. Yeah. See the faith that, that God calls us, we live by faith, not by sight. The voice of God, it literally 
it literally changes the direction of your life. Yeah. Why is the, why is hearing God so important? Why do you need to find a place each day to hear from the Lord? Because you've been walking through things in your life that you haven't needed to walk through alone because God had a word for you to, 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 to literally encourage and build and, and create your faith in that situation. Here's, here's what I mean. Um, faith comes from hearing. What we allow in is what we co- goes into our heart. Out of our heart, our mouth speaks. From our mouth, our words determine our destination. We have to hear from the Lord. You know, a lot of people are eating the carnal food of the world, and we should be eating the man of heaven. Hmm. The We've been listening to what the world's been saying, and then that gets into our heart, and what comes out of our mouth and what resides in us is anxiety. We, You may be tired, you're anxious, you're unsettled, you don't feel like things are like stable and everything is changing and the world's around. It's because you've been eating the carnal food of the world and you've been eating, you've been listening to what everyone in the world's been saying and they don't know what they're talking about. Um, They're just spewing out thinking their therapy of talking about it can, and what they're doing is literally putting into your heart anxiety. Hmm. You need to really stop listening to that and shut those things off and then get into a place, a Sabbath, where you can go to the Lord and say, God, speak to me. Now, when I get into a quiet time, uh, there's a couple of things that happen. One, I'm going to worship the Lord. Yeah, I'm going to worship him mm-hmm. because worship causes our our vision to yeah. change and to see that he is one present and he's there. Then I get into the word of God and then I, I just, I bring requests. So when you're mm-hmm. talking to God, what prayer can be, prayer is making your request. The Bible tells us to do that, but to make those requests with declarations mm-hmm. that we see the problem, but we declare the truth. Yeah, that's good. I see yeah. what it is, but the truth says this. I don't have mm-hmm. to convince a good God to be good. He's mm-hmm. good all by himself. He doesn't need me to convince him to do that. Yeah. He wants to. What I'm doing when I come into prayer is I'm causing my mind to come into agreement with his word. Mm-hmm. That's why being in his word is so important. And then I begin to speak his word in situations. Yeah. Now, this is why it's important, and it's why you need to hear from the Lord. Everything on the planet is held together by God's word. Hmm. Physics shows us that at the very minute, uh, from atoms to protons, neutrons, electrons to quarks, then vibrations. And the Bible is very clear that the earth was spoken into existence that God put his hands into us, but he spoke everything into existence. That literally, when John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, that the word is holding everything together in creation. So why do we need to get into a place where we can hear the word of God? Because when it's like a, it's like a recall, when your vehicle's not working as it should, it, you take it in and they do the recall and they fix what's wrong. When you go back, uh, when, when sin messes up the world, we go to the Lord and the Lord gives us a word that literally puts into order what has been put out of order by sin and death and in our life. And, and you have, and 
it will not change unless you get a word. You're not going to get a psychologist or psychiatrist to therapize you out of that issue. You need a word from the creator that puts into order what was out of order. And, and, and anyone tells you that God only speaks once in a while, they're fool. Hmm. God will speak to you every single day if you make it a point to hear from him. If you put yourself in that frequency of hearing from him, that's why Jesus said, he that has ears, let them hear. He was speaking. You ever think of this? God was speaking on earth when Jesus was there and Jesus made the statement, he that has ears, let them hear. There were people listening to Jesus. They were listening to the voice of God, but they weren't hearing God. Hmm. God is speaking into your life. The question isn't whether he's speaking. The question is a, is a listening problem. Mm-hmm. Do we have a hear? Are we hearing yeah. God? And are we putting ourselves into a position to say, God, let my ears hear? Yeah, it's, it's interesting with, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking to people, um, this is the fact, I think a lot of people are aware of the blessings that they have and the gratefulness that they have. And you know, it's funny when you say worship, That's it's ascribing worth. It's putting God's mm-hmm. name on the paper of the blessings that you have. You recognize that there is a creator behind the blessings that you receive. And and it does put in perspective, I remember, you know, like I, I oftentimes, the reason why it's important to journal too, you can look back at literally the answered prayers that God has, you know, already given you, but we, we totally forget that I even prayed that in the first place and now I'm living this out. It's, it's crazy that God is faithful even with our forgetfulness, but worship, it is powerful because you're, you get to think back. I mean, there's, there's certain songs that I even have on playlists where it takes me back to a time where literally I can remember, God, you brought me through some stuff and you are faithful or there's, there, there's times in specific moments and, and, um, in my phone where I have the dates listed where God did this or God answered a prayer. And then when I'm facing a problem, oftentimes we go to, we go to prayer with our problems, but forget to remember what he did in the past. So we don't come anxious, but we come, uh, full of faith, being able to declare just like you did in the past, I'm going to see you do it again. And I think that's, you know, I didn't mention that before when I talked about quiet time, but that's really important because when you, it puts in perspective really how small the issue is because God's going to be faithful. He's going to fulfill his end of the bargain, which thank God he does because he carries a way bigger load than we do. Uh, we're his kids. We get the easy part of asking dad for ice cream. Uh, we don't have to actually come through and pay the bill. Uh, God is faithful and he wants to communicate with you and he wants to answer those prayers. And he, he wants to talk to you. I mean, we talked about that a lot today. There's a lot of things and ways that you can hear from God. He wants to speak to you all the time, not just when you have folded hands. He wants to speak to you, not just when you're in church. He wants to speak to you when you're in your car, when you're in your kitchen cooking. He wants to speak to you. Uh, but are you listening uh, or do you even know that you're you're good enough or you're worth it to be able to be communicated by the creator of the heavens and the earth, that God wants to have a relationship uh, with you? You don't even have to be a pastor to be communicated uh, by with God. Isn't that amazing that God wants to talk to you? It's a crazy thought, and it changes everything when we have that yeah, revelation. It, it's it's. Again, we got to, we go back. It is the most elementary discipline in this walk with Christ. You, yep. 
before you go any further than the first step, Mm -hmm. the first step is hearing the voice of God, knowing the voice of God. And I think a lot of people want to skip over that step and they go, well, I got the Bible. I'll just read the Bible. You can read the Bible and never hear his voice in it. True. Reading it isn't, isn't the, but there are times when you open up the Bible and you're reading it and it's like, it's speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it literally comes off the page. I, I always say this, and I know there are people who disagree with it, but I always say, uh, if hearing, if faith comes from hearing the word of God, uh, even when I read it, I try to read it. I don't read it loud, but I try to read it out loud yeah. with my voice, almost as an audible thing. Now, mm-hmm. another way that God speaks to us, God can speak to us into our that still small voice in our mind you were talking about. God can speak through things that people would say are signs or illustrations. God can also speak to us through other people. Mm-hmm. And and um, that has happened many times where somebody like you went up to that person and you spoke. That was God speaking to that person for that. Mm-hmm. You heard a still small voice, but what came out of your mouth was an audible word mm-hmm. for that person. He heard God audibly. It just sounded a lot like Alex. And I think that's the that's other p- thing. People don't believe that they can hear audibly from God. Mm-hmm. God uses, when we participate with God, yeah. God is going to use our voice to Mm -hmm. be an audible voice for other people to hear as well. And so we have to be, we have to understand not only does God want to speak to us, he wants to speak through us and we have to be willing to surrender that. Yeah. Um, this, that reminded me of a conversation that I've been having with a friend of mine that, um, he knows a lot about the, like the dude's a smart guy, theologically sound, uh, but is basically fighting himself. He knows what's right, but just hasn't taken the the first step. And I remember, you know, I felt like God was, you know, ended up giving me wisdom on how to address this because I've been, we've been having the same conversation and I was able to speak things that God was speaking to me, to him. And uh, the issue is God like pointed it out clearly for him, for me, what his issue was. And that it was, I, I basically told him because he he thought that, you know, he hasn't come to church uh, because he doesn't know, like, what if God doesn't speak to me or I'm looking for that feeling or, you know, I know I should read the word, but I don't because, you know, I'm looking uh, for that feeling and I'm, I'm waiting for an experience. And I, I'm just, he was very focused on the experience and wanting some type of miraculous miracle what God would write in the sky or something. And he was looking so hard when it was so plain to him all along. And I, I was able to tell him, I'm like, bro, you could read this book every day and you could go to church all you want but there's people that go to hell doing that because they have no relationship with god and i told him i was like don't you think that god is using me right now this random relationship that we have like we used to go to high school together and that's about it now but god keeps putting you on my heart and i pray for you daily and and he keeps putting me in front of you like just today like when we when we're sitting out to eat uh, you're going to have to give an account for that. You're going to go up and you're going to stand before the throne of God. And he's going to tell you, you're going to say, I'm, I'm assuming, oh God, I never saw anything. I never had an encounter with you. You never spoke to me. And, and he's going to show you, remember that one, the, all those times that I sent my servant Alex and he communicated truth to you and pointed you to me, but you just didn't listen. Or even, even to the most elementary thing that we've been talking about, look at creation. It points to me. 
you know there's an intelligent designer. I've made it plain to men. A lot of times, and I had a guy even today, and this is a great example to cap off what I'm trying to say. I had a guy today text me, you know, I just need to get away. Uh, I need to go find myself. He's been another person that's hesitated from pursuing God. And I'm like, bro, you don't need to find yourself. You need to find God. And he doesn't make it hard to find that's to right. find him. He doesn't, he's not, he's not expert in playing hide and go seek. He's, he's going yelling through the house, hoping that you find him. Yeah. And I think what we do is we, we think hearing from God, we create a, a, a cup of what that looks like. Yeah. Like this is how, he, if he's going to do it, this is the way he's going to do it. He has and to. And he yeah. isn't going to do it the way you think. He's going to use it in a number of different ways. And you can completely miss that God is talking to you um, in a variety of different ways. And, and that's a big reason why discipleship is so important because God was speaking to Samuel mm-hmm. and Samuel didn't know it was God yeah. until Eli said, no, that's the voice of God mm-hmm. communicating to you. It made me think too, like when the prophets, um, even when uh, Lazarus was in, the, in Sheol and Abraham and the, and the poor man were... Lazarus and, the, and Abraham were there and the rich man was in Sheol and they said, you know, this place is real. Abraham, send back uh, the prophets to go tell my brother that this place exists. And they had already been speaking God's voice to them, the, the voice, of God, but they didn't have the ears to hear. There are a lot of people say, well, I don't hear the voice of God. Then the next question, do you have ears to hear? Are, are you one stopping and saying, okay, God, I'm ready to hear. I need to hear you. And, and I want to know, just speak to me what, what, where, what my next step is. God, the character of God is incredible. It's merciful. He's loving, but he really needs us to stop, not to try to create it as an attachment onto our life, but to say, okay, God, right now I, I'm all yours. Speak to me. Yeah. I think we don't allow God to have that opportunity. We say we do, but we don't really want it. We say we want God to speak, but we don't really want it. Just like the Pharisees, they claim to know God and hear the voice of God and want to see God, but they didn't really want it when it was right in front of them. In fact, they tried to cover up evidence, even though they knew who Jesus was and who he claimed to be. The Messiah stood before them, the son of God, and they knew it, but they covered it up. Um, you know, well, and when you, when you, when you're living in guilt and shame, which is why sin's so bad, you know, uh, there are people that say that when you're in sin, God's not going to want to talk to you because you push, you push God away, uh, or God won't come to you if you're in sin. That that's really messed up. God came to Adam and Eve in the garden after they ate of the fruit. Mm -hmm. The reason God did not want man to sin is he knew the guilt and shame would put a build a wall between him and man. And that's exactly what happens when we do things that are destructive to ourselves and to others around us, or we would label as sin and sin works in that. What that becomes, it creates a guilt and shame, which then in turn creates a barrier and keeps us from really wanting to get engaged with God. Mm -hmm. And the reality is Christ paid for that sin. It is not your sin. He says, I purchased it so that Satan could not use it as a way to keep you from having relationship with me and talking to me. It's good. So a practice that you can put in right now, we talked about a lot. We talked about the why, because ultimately we can give you the formula, the formula, if you will, um, but unless you believe it, 
that this is important. You'll never do it. Um, now I hope you found the importance of it. Now, what I would say to you is find a quiet time in your day, whether it's before you go to bed, it doesn't really matter. Whatever you have open in your schedule for me, uh, it's the first thing that I do in the morning because it sets the rest of my day off. Right. Just like when people work out in the morning, you work out, it just sets your day off. Right. And ultimately if you do it later in the day, you know, good and well, you're not going to get to it. Uh, so I don't, I don't like to give God leftovers. I do it right in the day. Fine. And plus it's the most quiet time of the day where I'm by myself. People aren't awake yet. And I get uh, a clear, a clear headspace where I'm not thinking about work yet, or I'm not involved with things that are going on in the busyness of the day. Uh, worship God, uh, reflect and meditate on his scripture and also allow room for him to speak to you. Be able to, to sit in silence in the morning and have it be okay. Um, but you know, there is, uh, I'm sure pastor James is going to want to tag on, uh, after this. Um, but you know, I would, I would encourage you at least just take a, take a small step. I know yeah. for, it can be intimidating. And I feel like when you look at this and we, I just explained that, that formula or whatever. Um, and we talked about the importance of it and it can seem daunting even as you're listening right now. Uh, but I pray that you would just take the first step, do what you can. Don't try to go in all the way or just like, well, I have to do all this. I have to do everything that Alex said and pastor James said, and I got to take it with reverence and importance. Otherwise, you know, why even try it? So I got to get perfect before I try it. Just open up the word and read and read a chapter, read a verse, start somewhere and just begin to communicate to God as if he were your friend and not just some business acquaintance. Yeah, I think when you read the Bible, you have to read it with the understanding it's more than a book, that it it can be informational, but God wants to speak to you through it as well as speak to you outside of it, and it won't contradict the Bible in and of itself. But hearing the voice of God is is incredible, and it should be experienced. The voice of God is heard, and it's experienced. When God speaks, it will create the answer in you. It will create faith in you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's part of how you know in testing whether or not it's God or not, it creates faith in you to move. You know, um, I'm, I'm actually preaching a message on agreement and one of the things the Bible says where two or three agree concerning anything, it shall be done for them by their Father in heaven. And, and I think when it comes to prayer, um, and we're really not talking about necessarily just prayer right now, we're talking about hearing the voice of God. Yeah. And, and so uh, the quiet time, that, that part is, is just learning that this is, I can't stress, it's just really a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like saying, oh, yeah, God, how are you this morning? And I think sometimes we mistake God's voice, like all the stuff we did wrong, like I said. But then there are times where God says, hey, don't forget to send the thank you card to your neighbor for what they did for you. And you think, Satan, get behind me. I'm trying to focus. Yeah. You know, the reality is God cares about even those small little details in your life that it is good to have a notepad there because God may remind you of some things that 
he wants you to do uh, or, or things you have forgotten to do that you know, hey, oh, yeah, that's right. I need to thank you, God, for reminding me of that. You know, things that the Lord is just really having a pretty casual conversation with you in the cool of the day. Now, mm-hmm. if that's the morning and you're doing that in the morning, you're giving him the first of the day and you're saying, okay, God. And then when you come to him, you say, God, here, because the Bible tells us to make requests. When you approach him, say, God, your word says this about that. So we declare that word over them. We don't beg God mm-hmm. to be good. Yeah. That's we're, we're victors. We're not yep. victims. We're not trying to convince him. We're just declaring what he's already said and done and mm-hmm. given us the authority to claim in those situations. And so um, when we say that your word says we're declaring, we're really, we're really kind of declaring the word which creates faith in us to even declare it with more faith. Mm-hmm. And, and so hearing the voice of God you, I, you really can't walk with Christ without hearing the voice of God. It, it is really quite that simple. And if you're at a point and you're saying, I've never heard the voice of God, um, I'm actually going to pray for you right now because it really is the first step after giving your life to Christ. So, Father, right now I, I lift up every person that has been walking through this life and they have been deaf They have not had ears to hear. They believe that you died on a cross and you rose from the dead and they believe you died for their sins, but no one has discipled them. And so they're struggling to discern between what is you and what is them and what's the devil. And Lord, it's not meant to be that simple. And I pray against that spirit that would cause them to overthink every single thing. Lord, I pray that you would reveal in them your word, mm-hmm. that you would bring people into their life that would help them walk through if they need it. But Lord, that you would reveal the word in them. And I pray even now that you would speak to them clearly so that they can begin to grow and understand in your word and grow in your faith because of it, Lord, and faith in you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.